You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? Yes. I knew you'd come. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! I hate when people talk during the movie. Donnie, you're out of your element. Test this, you fucking quack. Keep the change, you filthy animal. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do. G'day, ladies and gents. This is Dead Set Drongos. We are the Drongos. My name is Sam. Just say your name. <laughs> every time. All right. What do you want from me? All right. They already know my name. Okay. They know my name. It's just say my name. All right. Okay. Um, I haven't even seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Wait, this... what? Are you serious? You haven't seen it, have you? Of course I've fucking seen it. Okay, no, I haven't. It's the greatest TV series of all time. I've seen like two seasons. I just haven't finished it. Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather watch a movie than an episode. Oh, Christ. All right, anyway, we can can cry about that later. We are doing Interstellar this week, Dill. It was your pick. Oh, it sure Um, was. Yeah. You excited? Oh, yes, it was. I'm very excited. I'm so How many times have you seen this? <laughs> I think I've seen it all together about four times. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I haven't seen this in so long. No. Uh, and then I went back to it. And then <laughs> so many emotions just ran through my body. And I was just... <laughs> my mind was blowing. I was everywhere. I was in space with them. Oh, my God. I I can't help but... Cheers. Absolutely adore this film. Okay. And the fact that Dude, I actually watched this two times in one day. <laughs> I sat there and I watched it in the morning and I was like, oh, I've got to watch this again. That night, turned it on again and watched it. Freaking amazing. I'm going to read wow. out what you said to me after <laughs> before I even watched it. You're like, um... My God, I I can't. I actually can't. I'm so in love with this film. I can't contain it. Please watch it ASAP so we can record ASAP. And then all caps, I need to talk about this movie. Oh, so excited. Man's lost it. And then you're just oh, telling dude. me how much you've been listening to the score and in Man, love with it. We'll get to it. Yeah. But- Did you see this in theatres? <sighs> no. <laughs> Oh, and I'm no. kicking myself when for it. When did you... I mean, what you Dude, were... Dude, I can't remember the first time I saw this movie. Yeah, okay. It didn't really leave a mark yeah, the on first me time. the first time. Right. I don't really know why, but... So, you think you fully? Just, it's fully hit you, this watch? Yeah. And you and fully I think, appreciated it? And to be honest, I think earlier on, I didn't really care a lot about movies. Like, I just watched sure, them and yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah. Like, I don't... I didn't actually fall in love Fully with in, get invested. cinema yeah, straight yeah. away. So, right. yeah. Yeah. What, um, about, what about you, Yeah, King? so this is probably my third or fourth time watching it all the way through, and I haven't yeah. seen it in years and years. This was sort of like a special one for me where around 2012, 2013, I had seen, you know, films like Inception, truly mind-bending stuff, psychological thrillers, or Memento, you know, these Nolan films that made me fall in love with him, watch his entire filmography, and I was just, like, low-key obsessed. And I think films like that, where I was just after mind-bending psychological thrillers with big twists, and that's I was just chasing it, and that's, I think, a big part of my growing love for film at that age. And so, you know, Nolan was one of the filmmakers at that time where I was really paying attention to. And so I think this 
was the first film that I remember that I was properly anticipating. Mm. I was following this film cool. two years before it even came out and just leading up to it and just <laughs> constantly paying attention, getting nice. so excited. And so, yeah, I was like, day one, I went and saw Interstellar with my dad yeah. and my pop. Dude, um, it was it was amazing. So good on the big screen. It's so good on the big screen. Surely that this will come back out in cinemas like twenty yeah, years I down the track. Oh, maybe not even twenty. Like yeah, like I reckon they'll do a re-release at some point. Yeah, surely. Or maybe like twenty um twenty four when it gets a ten year anniversary or something like that. Oh surely twenty what twenty four. Like in three years time. Twenty four. Mm. Oh, two thousand. Oh. 2024 <laughs> what the heck just happened in your brain what i think my brain just melted okay anyway but yeah so and oh man i remember having the worst headache in the theater watching this oh, i was like i so man. want to enjoy this but it was, was not helping yeah and i think have i was to go do research after this movie what do you mean well you gotta understand we gotta try and understand what the story actually. Oh right, means. it's pretty. It's pretty mind bending. I think Especially it does a good job. First watch. I think you know they had scientific consultants uh, when writing the script. So I think whether it's fully scientifically accurate. I mean, I know it's pretty big, heavy stuff. You know, probably stuff we're never going to have to deal with. Um, <laughs> you you know, know, that's science. That's science fiction. But I think it establishes rules and it never really breaks them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think first time watching this because you know. As I said, I was into psychological thrillers and, you know, Nolan was constantly hitting me with these hard-hitting endings like Memento and Inception. So, I think I was expecting some really mind-blowing ending. And so, it's not that I was underwhelmed. It was just like the ending sort of like just came and went, I think. I've heard a lot. Um, we'll get to it. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot of criticism towards the ending, yeah. um, I think, in this film. Some of it I can understand. Like, there's this... Don't get me wrong. I don't think this movie's flawless or yeah, perfect. Yeah. I do have my nitpicks, but the stuff it does well, it does so well. You're so wrong. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it. So, it's a bloody long film, Dill. It's all yeah. jam-packed with a lot of stuff. So, I'm going to do a synopsis read. Just like Just cover the bases. Lord of the Rings yeah. and... What was the other one? Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, go listen to those episodes if you haven't. Yeah, um, let's so go. If you want to give me a bit of backing track, whatever you feel like, as I read. <laughs> well, it doesn't even just sound effects, whatever. All right. No, you have to. Surely we're playing some of the score over this. Okay. This has to happen. All right. I will play some score while I read, but Please. then you've got to also chime in. Let's go, sir. Here we go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> in 2067, crop blights and dust storms threaten humanity's survival. Oh. Cooper, a widowed engineer and former NASA pilot turned farmer, lives with his father-in-law, Donald, his 15-year-old son, Tom, and 10-year-old daughter, Murphy. Murph. For sure. I love Murph. Oh, After God. a dust storm, strange dust patterns inexplicably appear in Murphy's bedroom. She attributes the anomaly to a ghost. Cooper eventually deduces the patterns were caused by gravity variations and they represent geographic coordinates in binary code. Cooper follows the coordinates to a secret NASA facility headed by Professor John Brand. 48 years earlier, unknown beings positioned a wormhole near Saturn, opening a path to a distant galaxy with 12 potentially habitable worlds located near a black hole named Gargantua. Twelve oh. volunteers travelled through the wormhole to individually survey the planets and three, Dr. <laughs> Mann, Laura Miller and Wolf Edmonds reported oh. positive results. No. Based on their data, Professor, 
Professor. Professor Brand conceived two plans to ensure humanity's survival. Plan A involves <laughs> developing a gravitational propulsion theory to propel settlements into space, while Plan B involves launching the Endurance spacecraft carrying 5,000 frozen human embryos to settle a habit- habitable planet. Yup, yup. Cooper is recruited to pilot the Endurance. Cooper. Before leaving, Cooper gives the distraught Murphy his wristwatch to compare oh, their relative, relative time for when he returns. After traversing the wormhole, Dr. Romley studies the black hole while Cooper, Dr. Doyle, and Amelia Brand descend in a landing craft to investigate Miller's planet. An ocean world covered in water after finding Beautiful. the wreckage of Miller's ship. Brand, insisting on checking the wreckage, disobeys Cooper's order to... Re- Reboard immediately, leading to Doyle's death by a gigantic wave. Due to Gargantua's proximity, time is severely dilated. 23 years have elapsed for Romilly on endurance by the time Cooper and Brand return. Damn. Cooper decides to use their remaining fuel to reach man's planet, where they revive him from cryostasis. Meanwhile, Murphy, now a scientist working with NASA, transmits a message announcing Professor Brand has died. She has learned that Plan A, which required unattainable data from within a black hole, was mm. never viable. Murphy accuses Brand and Cooper of knowing that those left on Earth were doomed. Cooper subsequently declares that he will be returning to Earth while Brand and Romilly will remain on man's planet for permanent habitation. While man and Cooper explore the planet, man reveals that the planet is uninhabitable. He has sent falsified data to be rescued and attempts to kill Cooper. Hell no. He then takes a lander and heads for endurance. Meanwhile, Romilly is killed by a booby trap left by man. Brand and Cooper race to the Endurance in another lander. Man dies during a failed docking operation, severely damaging Endurance. After a difficult docking manoeuvre, Cooper regains control of the damaged but functional Endurance. With insufficient fuel to reach Edmund's planet, they use a slingshot manoeuvre so close to Gargantua that time dilation adds another 51 years. In the process, Cooper and Robot Tars jettison themselves to shed weight and propel Endurance to ensure it reaches Edmund's planet. Slipping through the event horizon of Gargantua, they eject from their respective craft and find themselves inside a massive tesseract constructed by future humans inside the singularity. Fucking stunning. Across different time periods, Cooper can see through the bookcases of Murphy's old room on Earth and weakly interact with its gravity. Cooper realises he was Murphy's ghost. Cooper manipulates the second hand of the wristwatch he gave Murphy using Morse code to transmit the quantum data that Tars collected from inside the event horizon. Back on Earth, Murphy finally realises the ghost was Cooper from the future and deciphers the Morse code from the aberrant ticking of the second hand of the wristwatch. Ejected from the Tesseract, Cooper is picked up and awakens on a habitat orbiting Saturn, where he reunites with an elderly Murphy. Using the quantum data sent by Cooper, the younger Murphy has solved the gravitational propulsion theory for Plan A, enabling humanity's mass exodus and survival. Nearing death and with her own family, Murphy urges Cooper to return to Brand. Cooper and Tars take a spacecraft to rejoin Brand and Robot Case on Edmund's habitable planet. The mm. end. Yeah. Mm. Whew, that was uh, it's a big one. It's a j- very jam-packed movie. Mm. All right, are you done? Can we? <laughs> Come on. All right. So let's Damn. kick it off from the start. Can you speak normal words? <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Go. <laughs> 
Um, I love the intro yeah. to this movie. Yeah. You know, the dust falling down, it's kind of like a little hint to what's about to be solved mm. later on in the film. So, it's kind of cool that you can make that connection and then come back to it. Yeah. But you, we see the spacecraft and the books all, like, filled with sand. Mm. Oh, my, I we get- love the colors yeah oh it's beautifully shot film like technically it is visually stunning and holds up so well like it's one of the best (sighs) movies ever made i think yeah with the visual effects it won the academy award for visual effects how it did not win for score i have no damn idea i can't what won that year (sighs) might have been grand budapest hotel fuck off i think it's a Alexander freaking Desplat. disgrace. That score is incredible as well. Hans, but yeah, this can we movie. we talk about that yeah. just to start he, off? He's with. like the star of the show almost. <sighs> like, I actually, like, words cannot comprehend <laughs> how beautiful this score is. Every scene is so technically perfect. And oh, the uproar of some of the songs are just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Like there's not. We we'll get to some. We we'll get to some say, tracks like, I specifically want to point out during points of the film. But yeah, it is. Oh, it like is I, incredible. I, I don't understand how Hans Zimmer does this. Like I, it actually blows my mind. It actually <laughs> just blows like my any mind. sort of organ music in this film. It's just like it's no, oh, it's, it's a chef's kiss. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's done so perfectly. So we start out with like. Ellen Burson, we don't know at this stage, but she is Murph when she's, you know, an old lady. Yeah. And there's all these sort of talking heads interviews as though it's like a museum or, you know, yeah, looking yeah. back on the past of what we had to do back in the olden days. And then yeah. a later at the end when uh, Cooper returns to his old homestead that they've preserved, there's all these sort of videos of these people talking throughout the house, for which sure, is cool. I sure. think it's a cool, you know, way of setting up this world and yeah. distinguishing it. Hundred um, percent. Do you like that they do this at the start of the film? Does 100%. it grab you? Does it grab you? It captivates me, mate. Yeah. Okay. It's oh my god. It's like so. I care. Yeah. I care about every single yeah. person. Yeah. Every single person, especially the relationship between Coop. Yeah. Mirth. Yeah. Totally. Mirth. 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 I think. And man, like, uh, it's just able to hook you in so well yeah. on this emotional and captivating ride. Yeah. It. True. It, it's epic. Like this is an epic it's film. Epic. It's you know obviously cosmos sprawling film. I think a lot of people just ha- tend to hate on Nolan nowadays. I don't know why. Just because he makes, well, one people like to hate what's good. But yeah. they just think he's, or oh, every film is a you know white male protagonist, and he doesn't have any emotional depth. Blah blah blah. It's like <sighs> get in the bin. I just I, I don't understand that. I, and some people <laughs> say they're that? not emotionally attached to Interstellar at all. Um, <sighs> Jesus Christ! And I don't quite understand that because there were multiple times throughout this film where I got choked up. I cried genuinely. Like I actually, <laughs> I had tears in my eyes. And it it can it will literally oh, hit you like a wave out of nowhere. Does. It actually does. Like we'll get to the scene at the end, but man, I far out. It's, it's Seriously, because oh, I, I, I think like I'm not saying the writing is perfect, but I think they just do a really good job. There's some cheesy lines and stuff like that in corny dialogue, but like I think what they do <sighs> between cares, the relationships, man? there's so much more in this film to yeah, and look I think the, they do a really good relationship with this father and daughter. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So so with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing... It sort of eases its way in really well. And 
I mean, I guess maybe because I did read a couple of times somewhere that the start of the film can be quite slow. Yeah. Like sort of a slow burn. I totally disagree with that, though. I really like how they set out, again, all the characters. We get to meet nearly everybody. Yeah. And it establishes some of the most important relationships first. Mm. Even this surveillance drone scene, this scene fills me with joy. The score for the cornfield chase is awesome. It's just stunning. And the cinematography, the scenery, just... yeah. Even like it's you said, lush. the score. It's like, man, how? Look, I don't, yeah. look at this field. I think it does really. <laughs> I look. At I this want field. to. I want to dive into this corn. I field. think it. Um, man, imagine only eating corn for the rest of your life. Oh <laughs> my god, I was just about. To there was a scene where, that. like, <laughs> older Murph is eating with Tom and his family, and it's just like purely corn, like corn soup, and all this corn on the table. Man. I was like. Damn, that would get uh, demoralizing. 100%. But I want to say, just on that pacing level, I think it is really important to establish the stakes and gravity of the situation um, early on. So that's why I don't mind it taking its time early on. I think towards the... Just when the third act is sort of kicking off, I do start to feel its length just a little bit, I think. Okay. Especially with um, Man, played by Matt Damon, when he's sort of like betraying Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I love all what's going on. I don't know. I just, this time I felt the length a little bit, which is, you know, it's a nitpick. It really is just a yeah, minor nitpick. And it's fair enough as well because this film is at what? Two, uh, 250. Two f- yeah, 250. Yeah, like, and if you can make a film hardly drag in 250, you've done a good job. Exactly. Yeah, and if you keep me engaged for that long, it's a good job. Yeah. There's a little Easter egg, if you will, with Murph actually working on when, well, when Coop's dropping the kids off at school and Murph's got a workbook, you actually oh, see yeah. she's working on the Morse code. Yeah, yeah earlier on mm. so it's like that's sort of like a little easter egg it's nothing that yeah. you really oh, kind of they, focus on a lot they drop hints like there. they drop hints about the foreshadowing of you know Cooper being her just, ghost exactly I just really like the cool connections minor throughout things. this film yeah yeah definitely like, and everything think... is carefully planned I also I just the world building early on we were talking about it before but it, it, I forgot about the th- scene where he's talking to the principal and the teachers at school yeah, and yeah. it's just like yeah Tom can't go to college or be an engineer. We don't need that right now. There's no military. Yeah. There's no wars. He's going to be a farmer. Murph is a troublemaker. She's, you know, adventurous and she looks to the stars just like yeah. her dad, blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, shows their relationship really well as... Yeah, yeah, 100%. The way he deals with her being yeah. naughty in school, you know. Yeah. It's funny as well. We see the sandstorm mm. hitting as well. What are your thoughts on this scene? Because we see the sandstorm hit and then they go home. Yeah. And this is our first real, you know, look at the, like, the look anomaly at what's about at to what's go coming. Down. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's. Do you like the way it's done? I really like with the way the it's sand done. falling yeah. down. Yeah, and I, I like how Cooper is sort of he hasn't been paying attention to Murph at all. Thinks it's a ghost and thinks it's yeah, just yeah. talking mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And then when he actually sees the sand falling like this, he's it's just gravity. completely enamored with it. I yes. How do you? There's certain connections scientifically where I'm like, I can feel like it's super convenient in terms of just binary code finding a location on a map or quantum data put through Morse code in a watch to get a... What do you mean? What do you mean by that? As in like, it just the way, especially with the way the film wraps up. And I know that it's like, I think it's almost meant to be convenient in a way because there's future humans or beings, you know, controlling and using Cooper and Murph to fix this problem in the past. 
right? Yeah. And so, but I think it's just a little convenient where Tars gets the... Maybe it's just because it wraps up a little too quickly, in my opinion, where Tars gets the quantum data, sends it to Cooper. He just instantly chucks it in the watch and then, bam, gravity is solved and it's all happened so quickly within that short space of time. I, I don't necessarily need to see it all. Fine. I think it just happens. Maybe it's obviously just because I don't understand the science of it and how she can get oh, Morse code well, yeah, from think... and create and literally like change the world and the universe. And so, yeah, it's, it, no. asks you to, it asks you to uh, believe these things quite quickly, I think, to find, you know, how he just automatically finds his place just because some... Binary no, 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 no. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> they, it makes complete sense. I mean... Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't we're make not sense. Gonna, no, no, just... we're not going to fully understand the the science behind this, right? But they've set out on this journey and, you know... I'm like, not saying it the, doesn't make sense. It's just they ask you to believe it right information away. information Tars collects is there. Why would he not use that information No, I'm not to, saying... That's, because know he that's knows the what the Tesseract is. I know that's the plan, but like, it's like Tars is off somewhere seeing the horizon in a black hole, which we never see. So, I don't know what sort of data that's supposed to look like, quantum data, and how... Surely it's a lot more complex than just putting in Morse code. But I, see, that's the thing. I don't understand. And I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense or can make sense. I'm just saying it asks you to believe it so quickly. Just a nitpick. All right, Dylan, chill out. I love this movie. Just, just settle down, okay? <laughs> I'm not trying to crap on it. I'm just saying that's a... Lol, 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 lol. a little floor I <laughs> Shut have. Shut up. Um, but anyway, Coops gets invested into it. And like you said, this leads him to NASA. Yeah. NASA, NASA, NASA. So, there's nothing really, you know, full on that we need to talk about. No, I, during, I do like how they, this, these conversations he has about, they have about the future and um, yeah. their plan and hope for survival, you know. I need to stop Humanity, humanity, <laughs> <laughs> humanity was all. born here, was never meant to die here, all that yeah, stuff, you know, yeah. save your future. But here we are, Sam. Yeah. The goodbye the between Cooper and Murph. Oh. Hi, fuck me. Can I say that name right? <laughs> Murph is actually heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, this When actually, she says there's there's one he's... shot and one exchange of dialogue that just hit me like a truck where he's like I'm coming back and the way she says when I was like <sighs> Don't make me leave like this Murph. Don't make me oh leave, my Murph. god. Don't let me leave Murph. And Oh no. And then like the book drops just as he leaves the room. Oh, and then Murph running out screaming yeah. dad at the end I, and he's driving away and tearing up yeah, at the same time. His face is just broken. Oh, Matthew had, McConaughey, take a freaking bow, my friend. Yeah, he, oh. He's actually fantastic in this film, especially like a couple scenes later on, which we'll oh, get to. It's so devastating. I really I'd forgotten how he checks the blanket under the blanket as he leaves. Oh, yes. I yeah. forgot that. Um, and, you know, because she stole away when yeah. they were going to NASA. I yeah. really liked that touch. I thought it was great. Like, he was almost hoping she'd oh come with God. him. Imagine um, saying goodbye to your daughter on this mission and you don't know when you're coming back yeah. and she's acting like this. Yeah. It's, oh, it, it's pretty heartbreaking. I feel like if you did have a daughter, you'd connect with it on maybe another sure. level. Sure. I think I can still empathize a lot of... Oh, with, for sure. Um, and get invested and fully yeah, yeah. feel that emotion because these actors are so good. <laughs> Even, man, Mackenzie Foy, she's so good in this oh, film. Like, all the actors. Man. How <laughs> Brothers Timothy Chalamet to young that. Timothy Chalamet. So good. Grows up to be Casey Affleck. So, <laughs> That's so elite. Hot. Two absolute rocket. <laughs> <laughs> so, we get to space and... 
good heavens, these shots are incredible. I love like all the really wide shots where we see the vast expanse of space and there's just this tiny little dot moving through. It's just so don't, well portrays the lonely. Do not get lonely... me started. When they reach Saturn. Yeah. Oh, it's so well portrays like the loneliness God. and emptiness of space. Is this not? Is this not the first space film to actually show the expansiveness of... Is that a word? No, I don't think it's the first Dylan Bart. No, 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 no. But, like, it's so well done. It is. This tiny little speck moving yeah. through space actually shows you how freaking mind-bending yeah. this and Just how big the universe is. is. Like, yeah, I know. It's actually like it's we terrifying. Are actually, like, it's we are actually first, on a planet right now. Yeah. Like, what the hell? It's scary. It's like scary. It's... And this movie... Oh, man. There's certain sequences in this film where it's just, like, combining all my fears. And oh, just makes dude. me so anxious like, yeah. and so intense. Like, oh, man, we'll get to it. But, yeah, it's Nothing so scary. And I love the little, like, exchanges where Romilly's sort of freaking out. And he, like, is, like, there's just al- aluminium. There's And then out there, there's nothing. It's just we're in this little ship. And Cooper's, you know, wearing headphones. But you'd think he's probably wearing, yeah, yeah. listening to music. But it's, like, earth sounds and birds chirping. I just like little it's writing really touches cool. like that. Yeah. How awesome is... The, oh, well, no, don't get me started on that. Well, Just before, no, when they're leaving, sometime. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do get me started on that, actually. But when they're just back to Earth, the colours. Yeah. The visual effects. Yeah, yeah. I love how Christopher Nolan doesn't actually use sound when the camera's based outside the spacecraft. Yeah. Even when explosions are happening later on oh, in the film. Oh, totally. We hear silence. Yeah. Like yeah, oh, it is really good. I love it. It's really good. That's a great point. Like I when, love it so like much. Like when man screws up the lock with yeah. the endurance, and it just oh, cuts. just silence. Yeah, and oh. we just purely get the reactions of the other two, and it's just chaos. And it's like it fully hits you. Like man, these guys are screwed, and it's an impossible situation. Yeah. Um, and that's because you feel the stakes so well. But yeah, yeah, that's a really great point. Oh, thanks, man. I- Appreciate, appreciate <laughs> I'm just you, bro. Saying it's good. It's years ago you wouldn't have and said stuff like that. When they're leaving, <laughs> when they're leaving, like Earth and stuff. Yeah, we get Professor Brand's quote. Yeah, do not go gentle into that good night. Mm. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Mm. What do you do? What do you think this means? Um, but I don't know. It's an old poem. Do you know? I don't really think about it too much beyond do not go gentle into that good night. It um, means humanity's continual fight to live. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like don't fall into the darkness and continue fighting. But it it's the, it's not straight from him. It's an old poem, I'm pretty yeah. sure. It's cool. I like it. Um, I like it as well. Yeah. And it, it's sort of a motif throughout the rest of the film as well. I think it does feel epic. Oh, yeah. At certain points, do especially. You think, do you think um, Michael Caine plays that role well? Yeah. Sometimes I have trouble understanding what he says. <laughs> oh, that's fair. My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> the ruby, the size of a tangerine. That's so fair. Some men watch, want to watch the world man. burn. That's... <laughs> anyway, that's so anyway. good. So they go through the wormhole and this is just freaking epic as time just and space just it's bends. It's so beautiful. And it's like this this sphere with all colours. It's beautiful, like you said. And the score is insane. Oh. And it, it, it builds up and it really does feel like we don't know what's on the other side. Who's, the others made it, but I, it's still terrifying. Whose idea was this? Who came up with this? Like, to create this, how this wormhole looks. And on the inside as well. 
Like, oh. Yeah. The how, visual design like, and the art you, design for this movie is awesome. Nick Pitt, like certain stars certain and colours. Oh, yeah. Just like. It's so dense. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I actually can't. Oh, what goodness. is this movie? Yeah. Oh, seriously. So they're going through the wormhole and Bran thinks she sees uh, the being. So the yeah. people helping yeah. them who's placed the wormhole there. We later find out that that's Cooper. Yeah. I'm um, reaching through yeah. uh, when he's leaving the Tesseract. Yeah. That's so cool. It is cool. It's like it puts up little nods like that, and then they get revealed what that were, li- what they were later when it's like reaching back through in time. Anyway, man, <sighs> when they first go down to the endless summer planet, yeah, this has to be one of the most visually stunning scenes in this movie, mm. as well as one of the best scenes in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I love everything about this. The score is perfect in this scene. The mountains the- track. It feels like Zimmer has somehow mixed like a clock ticking with water droplets. Oh, man. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's so, good. so good. And it just constantly escalates. It starts out real subtle and then... And it gets... Oh, it's so good. Oh, dude. Can you play yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to play you it. you got to play it. The TikTok sound. I think it's... um. Like this sound, it's stupid, I'd, and it just builds how? and builds. No, you ne- no, just keep playing. I need to hear this. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's meant to be a podcast, but Dylan, and I just <laughs> taking time <laughs> to just listen to and just doing our own thing. <laughs> no, just wait, just wait. Can I skip it? No, no, it's coming up. This is when the waves are coming over. And it's building. And it's building. And then when we get that fucking shot, the shot of the camera just slowly... Oh, my God. The camera just, like, slowly comes up and we see this 100-foot freaking wave. Um, Oh, my God. The... Those those aren't mountains. They're waves. They're waves. Oh, Oh wait, please just wait. <laughs> oh my God. I need <laughs> this is gonna. St- <laughs> oh, here it comes, and then this camera zooms up. Oh! Right. Wait, 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 wait. Second one, second one, and it goes down again, and then we hear it again, coming roaring back up. I can hear Zima. Give it to me, Zima. Here it comes. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my Dylan's god! Dylan's just came on the podcast. I um, love that so much. It's so good. Oh, I can't. It's so terrifying. Like this massive wave actually is so fear-inducing. Like oh. I, I want to throw up because it's so intense Dude. as well as it approaches and they're all like running back because Bran wants the data and then it just hits. Like oh, and, and the <laughs> thought, the thought that Miller, who landed first, probably only arrived like. Half, oh yeah, half an hour before them. Yeah, that freaks me out so yeah. much because the relativity is so brutal in this film. But yeah. when they get back from this planet and Cooper watches his kids grow up and the messages that Tom sends, and it Ridiculous. just cuts back to Matthew McConaughey in tears and just losing it. I'm you like, feel their devastation, man. <sighs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine all that time lost. He's and it's just been an so hour for you. It's literally lives. just been like a few hours for you, like. Far out. And when he plays over the tapes, I teared up completely, man. Like, he's sitting there. The music over it is just killer. And when Murph comes on at the end, well, 
That's when I lost it. <laughs> it's it's absolutely devastating. Oh, and McConaughey dude. is phenomenal. Hey, he's so good. Seriously. And just she there, she just... only sends a message when she turns Cooper's age because exactly. he promised her that you know he'd be he'd back. be back and heck we might even be the same age. Like, oh bruh, man. Like, bruh. 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 <laughs> so oh, after this, they're like, "What the hell do we do now?" They've also lost Doyle to the, one of the waves. Oh, it's just going back to that. Like it looks insane, and the way they escape when they're skidding down the wave, it's so intense, and all the shots from outside the ship, like they're locked on. Anyway, I could do that for so many scenes in this movie. And then the shot of him just like laying in the water. Mm. Oh yeah, while this After. monstrous wave, yeah. like no He's coming sound. towards him. Oh man, it's crazy. So they're having the discussion about whose planet to choose, Man and Edmund. Yeah. Man's got a stable beacon signal with decent data. Edmund's got also got promising data. It's revealed that Brand is in love with Edmund. What do you think of the whole love transcends time and space? Thing. What do you mean? I just what do you think of it? Like I think it's a little. It doesn't not work for me. It's just a little cheesy in my opinion and corny. Love transcends time and space. Yeah, what she says is like, oh, we can't count on anything else. That is the one thing that you know. Blah blah blah. I mean, I didn't really look into it a bit much, but I guess it's. I guess it's cheesy. Yeah. 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 But it didn't bother me that much. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's nothing that I, I think, can really yeah. elaborate on. Yeah. There's a couple lines where I'm like, oh, that's pretty corny or cheesy, but it doesn't bother me. Like, they're just minor, nit- See, very minor nitpicks. With a film like this, dude, I don't sit there and pick totally. out a cheesy I'm totally cheesy engaged like, and locked in. I'm so far beyond that. Yeah. Like, this is not Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this fully engages you. Yeah, yeah. It's such an ambitious film. Like, this is, like, not, like... 2001 A Space Odyssey is like one of Nolan's favourite films and it's clear that he's taken a lot from that and wants to make his own 2001 and he almost. Made it 10 times better. Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Biggest controversial take Mate. of this episode. Oh, my, oh God. my gosh. 2001 A Space Odyssey. We have to get Nick on for that episode. What? So you guys should tag yeah. team me? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. an amazing film. It's a shocking film. Oh it's probably gosh. one of the most. It's actually more boring than Shrek. <laughs> what? How is Shrek boring? That's the worst film you could have picked for that statement. What? Actually, it's more boring than Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Explode. Oh, all right, let's get back to a movie where we agree on how good yeah, it is. I fair. hate you so much. That's fair. Um, so, they choose Man's Planet. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> we have to review that. I had no idea that he was in this film when I watched it in theatres. They hit it so well. Even earlier on in the film where they're like, and man with the was the best of them all when he's pointing at like the 12 scientists. We don't get a close-up Maybe, of him yeah, we or don't anything. See him. Nah. And then he just comes out of this cryostasis and he's like... Crying. Yeah. Because he hasn't seen a human yeah. in that long. I think like for what little time this character has, I think it's he's quite layered and deep. Yeah, he is. I yeah. think it does we know a really a good job at him. carrying him. I think he's sort of complex in the way that... I mean, you know, his motivations are... Basically, I'm saying his motivations are very understandable, I think. Yeah. Despite them being cowardly, I think I can fully oh, understand it. so much. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, because you totally he's totally opposing the protagonist and their journey, who you yeah. love. Yeah. But the fact that he's been out here all alone, he put himself to sleep without a wake-up time. 
and just yeah. wanted to wanted someone to come get him, wanted to help, yep. and after a while stopped caring about Earth's survival and yep. more just about the human race in general. Um, and he knew about Plan A that that was a sham from the get-go as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas yeah. Cooper and Brand find out and they're pretty devastated as well um, because Brand has died and he's just been fluffing about for 40 years or something. I th- But I think Matt Damon's really good. I, I love all these sequences. This planet looks awesome. Mm. Um, this sort of glacier-like. And he's also faked the data back to them. Yeah. Um, so this place is just no hope, which is, you know, they're marooned on this place and it's like they have the hope. It, yeah, it's just... Around this point of the film, there's this big turn, um, and I think it all really works. Yeah. Back on Earth, uh, the corn is dying, and they burn it. So, like, the wheat went, the okra went, and now the corn is dying. So, there is limited time left on Earth. Uh, Murph, I like that Murph is wearing her dad's jacket. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. And Tom's son has a cough, and then his wife later gets one, so it's getting pretty bad. And Tom's pretty stubborn and um, doesn't want them to leave. What do you sort of think about this plot line? With um, yeah, back on Earth. Yeah, back on Earth. I really like it because earlier on in the film, Tom sets out. He aspires to be his dad. Yeah. He wants to become a farmer. Yeah. And follow his dad's footsteps. Right. But I think maybe he does get a bit stubborn in his own boots. I think this scene sort of... It's weird. Towards the end. I don't necessarily think think this whole plotline and tension between Tom and Murph is entirely necessary. I think it sort of... I think it okay. pads the runtime. And I think a lot of it is used for like parallel ed- editing to escalate things when man is betraying um, I saw, I Cooper. That, yeah. And it cuts back and forth. I think it. it's not that I have a problem with it. It's more that I think it could have done differently and a bit better maybe. Okay. Because I like lines where she's like... Um, dad rallied us dust blah 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 and he's doing the dishes and he says dad didn't raise us grandpa did and he's buried out back with jesse and mum or something yeah, like that yeah and jesse was that his firstborn that died must have been yeah because yeah she said something about you know how long till you lose another kid or something yeah. like that so yeah i think it just could have maybe done been done a bit differently perhaps again minor no, that's fair that's fair um, enough i mean this, i think that's only something that i probably took on on this watch probably yeah, yeah. because around here i was sort of feeling the runtime a little bit and I was like, huh, maybe they could have shed this a bit or done it in a shorter, different way that was still impactful. It doesn't, yeah, it's, Can it's I not speak? like, it doesn't let me. You're, you've, been, you've been chatting for about okay, two go. minutes straight now. Go. Yeah, sorry. I understand your opinion and I think you are right. Yeah. Right? I, I actually agree oh, with thanks, you. thanks, man. I actually agree with you. But I also think that, you know, there's another element to this scene. Like, it sort of, it allows Murph to come back and revisit her home. Yeah. When she she doesn't want to go anywhere near her bedroom. Yeah. She wants to stay away from it because, you know, all of these past memories and stuff like that, she wants to forget yeah. about her dad, essentially. I think all that is good as well. And I think showing... Stop it. All right, sorry. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> I, I really think this is a good way to introduce her into finding out about... <laughs> finding out about... You know, like the watch yeah, and yeah, yeah. the Morse code. Getting her back to that place. And sure. Because she's also found out about everything that Professor Brand has worked on is a lie. Yeah. It's not, well, it's not a lie, but his plan doesn't work. Yeah. He's been lying all this time about his plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It can work, but he needs more information from inside the... Black hole. Black hole. Yeah. Right? Which is impossible. Which is impossible. Yeah. Exactly so, right. So, can I... Do you mind if I 
Talk about yes. what you just talked about? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> Thank you for asking. So, I actually, I agree with all that. I think it's great her coming back. Um, her Obviously, it, we need her back in that room. Obviously, I want to see somehow Earth's time is running out and all that junk. I, I like her being in the house with that family. I just think it some of the tension with her driving to burn his corn, him going, and Topher Grace, who I completely forgot was in this movie. <laughs> it's so weird. Um <laughs> Yeah, just such a nothing dude. character. Yeah, literally just the simp boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that tension was more just like to create some added tension when they're cutting back and forth, which is like, which I can see is a good thing when there's intense stuff going on in space with Cooper. I don't know. It, it it's. I don't think it's bad. I just think maybe it had a little bit more potential. It could have been fine-tuned a little bit. But anyway, let's move on from that. So, man betrays them. Leaves Cooper to die. They have this fight, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, and Man gets in a ship, goes back to the Endurance. Dr. Man, there's a 50-50 chance that you kill yourself. <laughs> Those are the best odds I've heard in ages. Why are you talking about <laughs> just not what they sound like? <laughs> <laughs> what was that voice? <laughs> but That's yeah, that is a good line. It. Those are the best chances I've had in ages. And he breaks open his suit. Yes. As getting in, ammonia's getting in. Um, so then... You know, Bran comes, saves Cooper there, heading back. It's like a race to get back to the Endurance. Man tries to do this lock, you know, manually, and then opens the oh, airlock. And I the love music... how it... <sighs> bruh, bruh, I love bruh. how it cuts... Oh, dude, don't. No, wait. I just remembered how Coop... Oh, my God. Gets the spaceship. Oh, my God. I'm going to talk... Are you well? Yeah, it's freaking awesome. I love it so much. And I love it how Dr. Mans, you know, he's so invested into trying to save... Is he trying to save Earth or whatever he's... Or is he trying to... Save himself. Save himself. He's trying to ensure the mission. And uh, and he's talking to Brand about, you know, I don't know what Cooper's told you. Yeah. And he starts talking about, like, mankind and stuff like that. And the explosion... Can I talk? Oh, my God. The explosion just cuts his sentence off and he gets ripped out into space. Yeah. Oh, that was a long sentence that should have been done in five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, but no, the scene is super oh, intense. Out. Somewhat, you know, you got to maybe suspend your disbelief a little, but it's so awesome. And like the line, you know, I've been talking about cheesy lines where it's like, this is impossible. And Cooper says, no, it's necessary. Like, oh, man. It's... Little corny, but you know, it's, it works in the moment. Nah, I think it's so me. good. And it's so intense this scene, and, and all these outward shots of the like the lock trying to man. grab on, and it's actually nauseating when it's all spinning around. Oh and it, my shots god! Of the, I actually uh, feel like awesome. I'm gonna faint. Yeah, it does. Hey, and it feels like these practical models. Oh yeah. Do you do you agree? Like yeah. the the way the the ship looks from the outside. I think it's done really well. It's really cool. There was a part yeah. where Doctor Man tries to attach the spacecraft to the endurance mm. and you you definitely saw yeah like this is where you know it was a bit average like it was literally like moving oh right like, so i yeah that's what, i sort of like that though how it sort of like looks like a it looked, machine no, it looked completely different to real life like a def- <laughs> it just looked fake real life. the whole movie looked like you know, real. Right, real this angry, looked yeah. fake. Okay, fair. Right. But I that, get you. Yeah, little nitpick, but it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Man. He's like, what are you doing, Cooper? Docking. Come oh, on, Tars. Man. Come on, Tars. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's dude. It's awesome. 
So they get back on the endurance. They are going to go for Edmund's planet, do this yeah. slingshot maneuver. Bran doesn't know that Cooper's going to eject himself in one of the yeah. ranges. Yeah. So he leaves and is just flying towards this black hole. What a terrifying thought. Imagine being and you're like, this is it. This is this is the end. So they've he's also sent they've also the sent unknown. Tars off in another one to transfer yeah. quantum data when he sees the um, horizon of the singularity. Something like I mean I don't get Dude, it. He oh my god he's going into the unknown right now. Yeah. And the visual effects that we see in Gargantua. Yeah. It cannot be beaten. Yeah. It's like this. Oh, it almost it looks like the sh- the outline of Saturn with this big black hole and then all this like swirling gold horizon How around. Is that gold? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> So, he, he has to eject when things go cuckoo, and he falls into oh, yeah. basically the fifth dimension, right? That the beings have presented in a three-dimensional space for him to be able to see and interact with. And How... Oh, my God. How sick is it is when, when he ejects, and his breathing is, like, static. Oh, yes. Is that- <laughs> yeah. And it's just close up on his head, and oh, then um, looking down at his oh. feet as he falls, and just when it hits the bookcase and he's flying through. Oh, it's oh, chills. I- how? Like this, this movie just oh, makes you feel things, and like it's oh man, it's so good, it's awesome. But this is where you know when he drops down. This is the tesseract now. Yeah. So this is where he communicates with Murph. Mm. Um, this stuff just f- excites me so much. Yeah. And it fully engages me, even though I can't truly understand what the hell is happening. Yeah. Half the time in this movie. Yeah. I am so invested in it. Yeah. I want to find out. Mm what's going on yeah because it doesn't force feed you either maybe it does a couple of times throughout the film but it kind of has to you know what i mean yeah it kind of it kind of has matthew mcconaughey saying things out loud that we need to know yeah but it's stuff that some of it is also talking to tars yeah exactly you know what i mean this is yeah this is a point when i was like man this movie is so big epic and ambitious and i'm like nolan was really reaching for the stars it is a bit of like that um sort of 2001 like metaphysical like dreamy sort of another dimensional plane moment um where it gets really trippy yeah but I, yeah. yeah it works and so he's looking at all these bookcases of uh, murph's room through different times and different stages and he's we see freaking out he's freaking well. out no Murph, let me don't make oh, me leave murph when he sees, oh, when and he's see- like banging on the wall oh and, and then God. we see that he don't has been interacting leave, and was his go her ghost no. from the future no. um no, no. <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. All the memes so where it's like future me and it's just some guy banging on the glass outside. Do you I remember? love that you know, so much. So good. Yeah, it's just but yeah, it's great Coop, filmmaking, honestly. Exactly. So Coop finds out about everything, you know, about the Tesseract, that yeah. time is represented as a physical dimension, you know, meaning that Coop can move around time physically. I think that's yeah. what they were... Yeah. They were getting at. I don't know. Yeah. And gravity can cross dimensions, like including time. Gravity is so. A, is it love? And, do the, they say love and gravity is the only thing that can transcend dimensions? Something I like think that. So. I don't know. Can't so no, no. Gravity can it's cross tripping, dimensions, tripping including time. So Coop is able to send a message to Murph. Yeah. And oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And when he's finding out, like they didn't bring us here. Yeah. We brought ourselves. Yeah. Like it's just. Well, they're they enabled be- they're us. They're not beings; they are us. Yeah, they. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. Like they from the future, they worked out the fifth dimension, enabled. They they like used him. I said it earlier, but they're using him just in the same way he's talking to Murph at the moment. They were talking to yeah, them yeah. basically. 
um, and allowed all this to happen. And that's why I'm like, all this ending feels very convenient, how things just happen to work and get wrapped up automatically. But it's almost meant to because there's these beings in the future yeah. um, sort of controlling things yeah. and having an impact and placing that wormhole there. It's like these beings are in the sense playing like God, you know, creators, exactly. creators but yeah. they are just humans from the future who have... You know, technology's yeah. come so far, blah, blah, yeah. blah. They've worked out all this stuff. But it, it's someone watching over them, basically. Exactly. So, yeah. And, it, yeah, it uh, all works for me, honestly. Exactly right. 100%. You know, stuff too. like... Oh, man, visually, how incredible is it when their Tesseract's closing and it's all just <sighs> folding in on itself? And it's Matthew beautiful. McConaughey is just screaming. Oh, man. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can, actually, I can't put that into words. Yeah. Anyway, the quantum data that Coop sent to Murph, yeah. that solves Brand's gravity equation. Mm. So, in the end, you know, Coop is saved. We do see this time that, you know, Coop is the one that touches Brand when they were on their way through the black hole. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Seeing it from his point of view this time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just connecting all the dots oh, as man. going back. And then he, you know, he, he wakes up. He gets dropped off just by Saturn. I'd see it's like yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, that's he wakes rather up. convenient. And then there's already people coming towards to get him. Shut, how did you're that... ruining the end of this movie. No, but how did, how did they know where he would be? They, they've already established a post out there. Like, there's a world where people live next to Saturn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That's why they found him. But how would... Because this is 50 years later. Yeah. Because of the time difference when they went around Gargantua. But how did they... But why was he specifically dropped off there? And how did they know that he would be dropped off there? Well, I don't fucking know, Because mate. he was this in is... a whole other galaxy. Well... So, it's just... Not yeah, necessarily. Like that. Look, you I'm not know... saying it doesn't make sense. And maybe there's an you, they answer. Have, they have no what... idea what was in Gargantua. Yeah, I know. We don't hole. understand. They have never been into what, this so you're place saying before. like it's a wormhole. So maybe it's a wormhole that you know that the exit is just by Saturn. <laughs> well, no, because I don't know, man. Like, if you're saying that the Tesseract was built by humans, right? Then okay, well, it so might you think they they to... purposely dropped him exactly. off exactly? Yeah, and uh, which is. Pro- you know what I my head cannon's been, but like uh, I don't know. I think it just happens quickly, which is I'm not, oh, which is not an. <laughs> I just think there's little things like this where it just you've got to accept the science very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Leave it there. Leave it there because <laughs> you're just gonna say but 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 but. And here we go, Sam. Yeah. Here we go. This tore me to shreds. Yeah. So this actually m- tore me to. Yeah. Oh my God, so they have to I wait. He wakes up three days later. Murph arrives because she knows they've picked him up and she's been in cryosleep for a few quite a few years and her family is all there and coop just doesn't know these people at all yeah anyway yeah, you, yeah. man this you can talk about is this probably scene. one of the saddest moments in this well is the saddest yeah. moment in this yeah. film if not of all time <laughs> seriously like this Outlandish there's goals. not there's actually not many films out there that bring me to tears yeah this exact moment tore me to shreds yeah she's imagine seeing your daughter mm. who is about twice, to die twice your age who is about to die yeah. and oh and he's kneeling down beside her bed and she says to him i knew you'd come back yeah he says how because my dad promised me <sighs> bro i'm i'm going to cry right oh now oh my <laughs> shit <laughs> dude like how i it's a gut bro. punch it's a gut punch oh like and then she's saying, like, okay, no dad way. ever should watch their daughter die. Yeah. Like, go. Go oh, find go find Brand. Go find she Brand. needs you. Oh, 
dude, like, it actually gives me chills. Because my dad Gives me chills. Me. And just, like, after everything, like, all the resentment she's had against him and the way they left things, it's, like, just hits you like a truck. And she's wearing the watch still as well. It's, like... Oh, dude. Seriously. Moving on to the ending, like, I do agree with you that it could have been a bit more. Maybe Mm. more reassurance about some of the characters. Yeah. Where they're going, what's happening. I think... I I mean, it does it a little bit. I don't really mind for the characters. I think it just all of a sudden shows this circular world planet station, which I just don't understand how that's come from. I reckon it's... Do you know what I mean? Like, there's this through line of science of things like, you know, the quantum data, and then it just appears, and I'm like, how have we got to this point? Because I haven't seen any of this construction or gravity at work. I I haven't seen how they've manipulated gravity, and that's what I think just how it happens quickly. That's fair enough. Um, I mean, again, 50 years into the future, and the film really only focuses on Cooper. Yeah, At the back end. Yes, yeah, like I, we don't get to change. see Murph go bada bing, bada boom. Well, exactly. it's changed now. This yeah. has appeared. I can, I'm yeah. like almost playing. And God to be at this fair, point. I actually don't mind it because I don't know. Like I, d- I didn't really want this to go on for another half an hour to <laughs> no, see this world being obviously. built. Obviously, it it doesn't like, bother yeah. me where I like the movie massively any less. It doesn't keep make me any less engaged. Doesn't make me any less yeah. invested. Yeah, it still is hard hitting. But yeah, I think it's just a you know flaw. 100%. 100 50%. 50%. Yeah, so one more thing like that I wanted to touch on. Some of the themes stand out so much for me. Yeah. And I can't help but think how perfect Nolan has nailed them. Mm. Like, for example, you've got isolation and loneliness. You've got love and human connection. You've got how evil humanity can be and... Even like sacrifice as well. Yeah. He's just able to successfully incorporate these themes and blow our minds at the same time. Yeah. It's amazing directing. Amazing directing. It's really compelling thinking, is the fate of humanity's survival as a species worth leaving behind, you know, billions the ones, on the planet, exactly. the ones left behind when they're all going to like, they're all going to die at some stage anyway. Yeah. Ensure the yeah. survival or, you know, it's the insane, ones you, the man. loved ones you have back on earth, is that worth it? You know, these big uh, questions of morality yeah. and survival, yeah. it's, yeah, it does it really well, it's I think. Excellent. And it's compelling and gets you thinking about it. What would you do in those situations sort of thing? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I do, I, like, I even like, like, when Cooper is on man's planet and they learn about the lie, I think it's the lie. He's like, nah, screw this. I'm going home. You guys yeah. can stay here. Exactly. And he's literally yeah, yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. home to be yeah. with his kids. Yeah. And then things go, you know, pear-shaped. But, yeah. so, yeah, that is Interstellar. Roll credits. <sighs> I think I've written a perfect review that I was going to <laughs> cut, cut and paste for Letterboxd. Letter- yeah. So I'm going to read Okay. Read that out word for word. All right, do it. A tale of love and sacrifice that becomes breathtaking, hopeful and heartbreaking. Nolan is able to create nothing short of a masterpiece, Sam. Nothing short of a masterpiece. The visual effects are dazzling. The sound is overwhelming. I was completely engrossed by all the intense scenes and the very engaging story. The different spacecrafts look as authentic as the outfits our heroes wear. The strange but new worlds that they encounter are breathtaking. Hans Zimmer's score is sensational and definitely helped with the tears. 
The performances from Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway are exceptional. They allow you to be so invested in their characters that you care about every single decision they make. This film is just absolutely beautiful. Dramatic, sweet, emotional, intense, and simply incredible. Interstellar will go down as an all-time classic and without a doubt, one of the best movies of 2014 and one of the best movies ever for me. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Let's go! Oh! Pretty hard to follow that. Um, I would, so I think I'll just talk about like, this is obviously Nolan's most ambitious film to date. And I think... Um, oh, I'm going to be so excited about your score. I think... <laughs> Not. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Let's get to my score because it is technically amazing. Amazing score, amazing acting, emotionally you know, investing. Tick, tick, tick. It's just ticking a lot of boxes. It's a couple of flaws, but it's ticking a lot of boxes. I said to you before we recorded, yeah. I was like, I'm having a real struggle in deciding <laughs> what I want to give this film. Um, oh, shit. It's literally like on the cusp between these two numbers, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I'm thinking a five or a six. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just you could have had, said, said six or seven. That would have been more believable oh, right. by you. <laughs> um, oh, man. I've had this on an eight for a long, long time. Right. And I really do think it is as strong as an eight gets. But I don't, I don't know. Do I oh bump it up God. to a nine? Do I bump it up to a nine? Um, you have to. <laughs> this guy's actually thinking. I can't. I actually, it's too hard, man. Doesn't okay. it? Literally doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. At let the me end of the day. no. Let me just put this in your head. This movie is not an eight. <laughs> let me just put this in your head. Oh my gosh. It's not an eight. It's like you were going to give substantial Everything evidence, about but it's it. just your I don't your care bias. about your little nitpicks. If you have little nitpicks, this should not be an eight. If everything I, else hey, is hey, technically massive. I was... Okay, before you even started talking, I was like, yeah, this Giving film is a, massive. I was going to give it a nine. And now boy. when I'm saying it, it's like oh, I'm just succumbing to you and oh, just shut like up. bending no, you're not. over. No, you're not. No, you're not. But... I so, I gave it a nine, not... Because of you, <laughs> you basically. Just had to say that. Yeah, exactly. Because that's how it would have looked. Would have oh, like boy. I'm just giving in. Um, that's yeah. Okay. Nine, nine, nine out of ten. How? Where would this rank in Nolan's filmography for you? Oh shit! All right, I'm gonna have to. Oh, dude. Have I'm you seen? Have, to say... have you seen all eleven or whatever? Have you seen okay, Insomnia? Well, I haven't seen Insomnia. Oh, I've right. seen. And you haven't Men- seen Following. I've seen Amento. Memento, sorry. Memento, Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and Tenet. Yeah. Okay. So, out of those... All good films, in my opinion. Interstellar would be my second favourite film. Behind The Dark Knight? Behind The Dark Knight. Yeah, okay. So, you prefer it to Inception, you prefer it to Well, I need to rewatch Inception. Of course, you prefer it to Memento. I need to... Watch that film again. Okay. Because I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. This is my sixth favorite. Christ Almighty. Try guess what's above it. Inception. And what's above it? I would all give tens. Inception. Yep. The Dark Knight. Yep. The Prestige. Yep. Your Memento. Yep. Following. No. Insomnia. No. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> oh, you would have given Dunkirk. Dunkirk's higher. No. What? Tenet's not higher. No. Yeah. Anyway. Batman Begins. Oh, what about The Dark Knight Rises? No, that comes oh. after Interstellar. Okay. And yeah, like it's all tens. super tight. Yeah, I reckon, like, 
I th- man, this guy is just uh, one of the best modern filmmakers of our time. So many people would disagree, and I people just like to hate on what's popular. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But I, you can't say this guy doesn't make good movies or has made a single you, bad no, film. You like can't it's, say that. People like that. I'm just like, who are you? You hate wrong. fun. You hate fun. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. That's it. That's it. Box office. Oh, yes, sir. You're guessing. Yep, I am guessing. Oh, this is going to be hard, I reckon. Oh, this is going to be very hard. What's your guess for the budget, baby? Guess for the budget. That's cool, baby. That's cool, baby. 183 million. Very close. Oh, really? 165 million. Oh, I was going to say 160. (laughs) Damn it. Okay. Worldwide gross. Far out. This could be anything. It's a lot. 379 million. I'm going to let you have another guess. <laughs> 559 million. 677 million. Wow. That is massive. That's huge. That is huge. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's, that's fucking ridiculous. It is actually massive. Holy crap. That's a lot of bank. No wonder why he makes they all give these him big so much money. Yeah, yeah, they give him so much money. Yeah, far out. What did you think of Tenet, by the way? I really liked it. I've seen that twice now yeah already so I think like I was gonna say Interstellar I reckon gets better on rewatch and Tenet gets so much better on rewatch 100%. I loved it the first time around but I've seen it maybe you, three or four times now the more and you things understand just fall into place film, and you just exactly. get to like experience it more I'm like this is just like it's not incredibly deep or anything but he's just oh made God. like this Bond-esque sci-fi spy thriller it's just on a whole nother level with all this originality like we've never seen this before and people who hate on it it's like i don't understand it's so special we don't get filmmakers doing stuff like this nowadays how do you actually how do you actually shoot something going backwards and something going forwards like at the same time yeah i don't know how they did that anyway we've got to do that in the future we have to do that that would be hard to talk about i think I think we're actually going like the first director where we cover all their films. It'll be Christopher Nolan. You reckon? (laughs) Obviously, yeah. It's not like we're going to do Spielberg or Scorsese. You've got like 20, 30 plus. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So, game time. Game time. Fight. Okay, so this week we are going to be playing uh, a game of years. So, what's going to happen is I'm going to give Dylan five movies. He's going to guess the year for all of them. We give him... Yeah, it's two guesses, don't we? Yeah, it's yeah, two. Two guesses. One for you. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, Excuse me. So, and then he'll go to Mark out of five and we'll do the same thing with me. Okay. Or should we just go one guess? Yeah. No, we usually one do one we do guess. Usually yeah. one guess. Yeah. Let's do one guess. All right. All right, deal. Do you want to go first? Uh yeah. Yeah. All right. Open the batting. All right. Open the batting. All right. First movie. Independence <sighs> Day. Shit, bruh. The original. Yeah. Um. D-O-G? I'm gonna say 1998. <laughs> what is it? It's a very good guess. 1996. Oh no. Very good. Chupapi. <laughs> Alright, your favourite movie oh, of all time Don't say that, because I won't get the year 2001 A Space Odyssey 2001? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding I'm kidding, I'm kidding Okay, can we maybe ask one clue? <laughs> what decade? Is that what you're going to ask? I was going to ask if it's in the 90s Right, definitely not in the 90s Or the 80s It's before the, it's before the 80s, I'll say that 1971 It's 1968 
I was going to say 1969. <laughs> Shoulda, but you still would have been wrong. Thanks for giving me a loser film, bro. <laughs> loser film, please. <laughs> the only losers watch. <laughs> Get it? That's so Are dumb. Are you calling me a loser? What did you, did you what, just call my mother What, what movie did... Shut up. <laughs> what School movie? of Rock. Oh, my God. Okay, I have no idea. I'm going to say 2006. <sighs> 2003. Oh, bruh. Uh, Men in Black. 2000 and... It's not 2000. Wait, what? Really? No. Holy cow. That came out ages ago. Yep. 1997? <sighs> He's done it, ladies and gents. It's 1997. Oh, that is elite by me. Oh, that's funny. That's so good. All right. Yes, sir. 19... The Usual Suspects. I almost just said the <laughs> year. <laughs> 19... I, well, I didn't say whether it was 80s or 90s or whatever, but... Yeah, nice. I just gave you a massive clue by accidentally saying the year. I think that's 1994? 1995. I had 1995 in my head. I'm an idiot! <laughs> no! Oh, yeah, that's one out of five. What you got for me? Oh, surely count the usual suspects. Nope. Okay. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. The first one is The Omen. <sighs> 1978. 1976. <laughs> Bollocks. Hey, bruh. <laughs> Good fellas. It is early 90s. Or is it late 80s? Crap. Or is it... Oh my gosh, this is a severe choke. No, it's 19... It's early 80s. No, it's not. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should know this. <laughs> I actually thought I actually chose this one because I thought that you'd get it straight oh, I away. Know and this. I thought I'd no. give you one. Um, um. <laughs> no. No. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh. I, I oh, I've got so many numbers running through my head. Right, I'm like, oh, it could be that. Yeah, it could be that. Um, oh shit. Oh. If you get this, then that's 1990. pretty impressive. Hey. 1990. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, dude. No way. Thank the Lord. That's insane. That was close. How did you... The Pink Panther. The original or the one with Steve Martin? (laughs) The original. (laughs) Um, I literally have no clue if it's not the Steve Martin one. It's the Pink Panther. The Steve Martin one's Pink Panther. No, that one's the Pink Panther as well. Okay, well, this is the original. Okay. Because you say so. Yeah. <laughs> the card does not specify, but <laughs> Dylan chooses the harder option. <laughs> I've got no idea. 1966. 1963. <laughs> Dude. Damn. That's good by you. Damn. The Fast and the Furious. The first one? I think so. Is that what? Yeah, The, the Fast and the Furious? Yeah. Yeah, 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why did I go so easy? You did on give you? me easy ones. Tarzan. 1990. Is it eight or nine? Nineteen ninety. Oh my god. Nineteen ninety-nine. Yes. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Damn it. Ninety-nine. I went so easy on you that round. Yeah, you did. I'm, a good I'm surprised. Boy. I probably went a bit harder for you. Yeah, you did. You gave me a nineteen sixties garbage film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap it off there. You can find you us do. on Instagram at Dead Set Drongos. Uh please go follow us on there and for our, all our posts and updates and stuff listener yes, request yes. is coming up soonish yes yes think about what you want us to do uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify uh, please leave us a rating on review on Apple we've got our Spotify wrapped 
still. Yes. Yeah, we stuff. did. Thanks for everyone yeah. listening this year. It was, was good. Was that 17, 17 countries? Something like that. We got yeah. across. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. Really cool. Um, Absolutely love that. And we've actually got something cooking at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> something cooking. Yeah, we've got something cooking. <laughs> yeah, just for a little Christmas special. Yeah, um, coming up, coming leading, soon. Up, leading up to Chrissy. So, taste, stay tuned for that. Yes. So, this week, it's my pick. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> um, Roll. All right, Dill. I'm going to... We're going to do an animation. <laughs> Your favorite. But I think you might actually be on board for this one. Okay, because I was on board with Ratatouille. I've been in... I've actually last been on two. board for the past two animations. Well, I mean, yeah, Spider-Verse. I'm, and that was I'm, an eight and a ten. I was so happy you loved by the way. Ratatouille. Oh, man. I reckon it's not going to be... It's a bit Shit. out of the box. I don't think it's going to... Uh, try guess. Toy Story. No. Nah. Actually, you're never going to guess. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't. All right. What <laughs> is it? It's so dumb. Oh, it's no. so dumb. Next week, we are doing The Simpsons movie. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is a serious pick. Oh, I love that from you. It's so good. I am so... And you know what? I am actually so excited to rewatch that Okay, now. cool. Cool, cool. I'm so pumped to rewatch. Be out of the box, but oh, it's so funny that movie. Holy oh, crap! Dude. Anyway, look I've... forward to that next week. Go do your homework and watch it. Um, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Did say drunk rose out. Same time that you're falling apart, I fell in love. Same time that you're falling apart, I should have known. Thought I saw a side in the stars, but I was wrong. Fucking with you ain't last that long Now you gone, now you gone, now you gone Girl, yeah, tell me what it is, make my heart break Say that it's me, but you know it ain't Took a few pills, I can feel a thing Got me in my feels, sipping on drink Try to keep it real, girl, you really ain't You know what's the deal, you can get a thing Saying that it hurt, change it to the game Saying I'm a joke, laughing to the bank I need your love I need your touch. Need you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.